All right, we're back. Creator Club podcast. You're here with John Marsh, and I hope you've had a great week so far. Today, we got a guest on the show. We have Nikki and Khan, who are based down in Tasmania. And they're involved in a couple of different businesses, actually. One is Hybrid Training Center. Uh, we refer to it as HTC a little bit in this episode. And that's martial arts, strength and conditioning, kind of some holistic health stuff brought into there as well. And then the other side or the other business that they run is called Monkey Motion. And both Nikki and Khan have a strong background in different types of training, whether it's functional sort of fitness, strength and conditioning, and then also a ton of experience in martial arts from Khan as well. So Monkey Motion is kind of more the holistic health side and what they do is they run monkey motion challenges and these are run I think they run four times a year and this is kind of a a container that brings people together and teaches education around health around movement around stress around mindset all these different sort of core pillars and what I thought was really cool about this episode is not just how we can hear how they brought their story into the work that they do, how they've grown HTC uh, from, I think it was 30 to around 250, something like that members, but then also how they're running this challenge off the side. Cause a lot of people, they have a gym or they have a yoga studio, they have something that's running. That's a continuity business. So it's people are staying with the business over time to continue to get results. And they're looking for things to bring in. They're looking for other offers other vehicles for business alongside of this so you'll hear lots of little things dropping throughout the episode the monkey motion challenges are one of those things but they're also going into supplements and doing a brand creating a new brand there's lots of things that are starting to come into their world and this is a great example of world building and how you can do it and why it requires kind of this focus on the actual offers and bringing in new offers as well so let's jump into the show you're here with John Marsh. This is the Creator Club podcast. And today we're talking with Nikki and Khan from Hybrid Training Center and Monkey Motion in Tasmania, Australia. Well, this is actually how Nikki and I met. Um, so I think it was probably well, it was five years ago now. Uh, we we're both PTs and we met at a gym um, and we started obviously training together and hanging out a lot. And then we decided, you know what, let's make an Instagram account. Um, and we didn't know what to call it. I don't really know why we wanted to make the Instagram account. I just thought, <laughs> I think <laughs> literally we just thought it'd be That's funny. what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we just thought it'd be funny. Um, but we wanted yeah. to kind of just put some content together. And um, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty positive people. And we, we wanted to just like share some cool stuff, share some exercises, share what we're passionate about. And so for whatever reason, we went with the name Spuds with the Spuds with a Mission. Um, people call Because this, of their heads. <laughs> people call okay, it, okay. I was wondering about that too. People call us Spuds a little bit, but then it really kicked off after the Instagram account. Like we're known as the Spuds now. So, um, but yeah, then anyway, we started posting about all things we're passionate about. And then um, we got some really good feedback. Was one, it was... Just, just to clarify this, was one of you a spud before the other one became a spud or was it just suddenly <laughs> spuds together? 
Don was the original oh, spot. He I was definitely. We were I'm definitely a spot now with the shaved head. It kind of started kicking off. We were out for breakfast and um, I had a potato in my milk and I held it up next to Khan's head and put this photo up and everyone thought it was classic because they were kind of, it was just a coincidence that was similar shape. And <laughs> yeah. it just went from there. Just went from there. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay, cool. Now, were you, when you started training together, was, because I know you're involved in another gym, was that the gym you were training at? Or were you training at a different gym before this? A different gym. Okay. Yeah, different yeah. gym. Different gym. So, um, Khan was my coach. He was supposed to train me up to be a coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how we met. <laughs> yeah, we just became, we, we kind of clicked with what, what we're passionate about in the in the exercise movement scene. We mm. both kind of liked the CrossFit style of things and also movement, like the Edo Portal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so you, you both are pretty well versed in terms of the movement and whether it's like I'm just gonna use the word functional fitness. Like I see Nikki, you you're looking at competing in Torian and more of the CrossFit stuff and then can't obviously with the with the fighting. Like was this something that you guys always had your whole life? You you was in your DNA to to train, to you know, eventually either compete or help people with training and with health, this kind of stuff. Was it something that was always there? You go first on that. Well, we we actually bonded over like we both had this dream of having a gym with like a cafe attached. We used to have conversations about that when we first met. Um, that kind of like made us bond a little bit. But yeah, for me, definitely with movement, I've, it's been a part of my life for a long time. And like everything, rock climbing, rugby, martial arts has always been there. And then obviously a part of martial arts is the strength and conditioning aspect of it. And I just was really drawn to the, the movement culture side of things, just because I thought it was fun, a different way to move. Connie's been doing martial arts since he was two, though. So since he was two years old, it's always been a part of your life, hasn't it? Yeah. When did you first compete in it? When you were? Uh, 16. 16, started competing. Flight, yeah. So wow. young. Yeah, it's very young. You can't really get much younger than two to begin. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've only just like walked. <laughs> That's the, you, you found the limit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so... How did, how did, what happened next? How did you guys get involved in, in the gym, the HTC gym and sort of professionally go into, okay, we love training ourselves. That's cool. But like, we can help other people or we want to, you had the Instagram account, but like, when did it become official? And I guess your job and what did that look like? Um, well, Khan was already training at HTC. So uh, well, we have two businesses. So Spuds with a Mission, our Instagram account turned into Monkey Motion, which is um, our business together that we have now. And then we also are partners in another business, Hybrid Training Centre. So uh, HTC, which is Hybrid Training Centre, that's our uh, gyms. So that's the facility that we work in. And then Monkey Motion is mainly online. And that's where we do a lot of our nutrition and mindset and movement sort of stuff. Um Khan was training at HTC because it's been around for about 16, 16 years now. Yeah, almost longer. So Khan Sensei, uh, Priscus, he actually started the business. Um, so how old were you when you joined HTC? You mean 13 or 14? 
Okay, yeah, so 13 or 14. And then, um, so we came on two years ago onto that. So uh, the business used to be out at Glenorchy and then they wanted, because it was just purely martial arts. And so they wanted to expand the business a little bit and um, add in a bit of strength and conditioning and fitness and mobility sort of side of it and our nutrition protocols and just bring what Monkey Motion offered pretty much into HTC as well. So, uh, yeah, we came on board and we've kind of, we moved the business and we revamped it. And so we've kind of combined the two together and um, they really both complement each other really well. So now we're in an awesome position where we can help a lot of people and offer a facility for people to come and actually do that and practice the things that we teach and that we are passionate about. So it's been a really cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of things I'm interested in. Firstly, just with, with HTC now, what do you got? You're at, how many people are there now? Like two something? Yeah. So when we came on board, there was about 30 members and in, we've had, we've been part, um, part owners for two years and now we've got 250 members. So we're pretty, wow. pretty yeah. stoked with that. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Good for you. And my other question was when you brought sort of this wellness in inverted commas way of thinking a little bit more holistic stuff from monkey motion is that a is that a thing because if the htc was already like sort of martial arts based was that a thing in that community or was that something that was foreign like were you bringing in you know like well what's this sort of stuff or was it like oh, okay cool yeah we already do that and was it or did it how did it sort of fit together when you introduced everything that you were doing into the martial arts world it was um it was that's a really good question because it was totally foreign to fighters and not very um generally they're not really into looking after their diet or mobility it just was kind of there was rare to see one of them doing a warm-up properly or stretching really like they yeah, so when we first started kind of, um, well, when I started coming in there and Khan was already training there, but then he slowly started coaching at the old HTC facility, we started kind of showing them some of this stuff. We're like, hey, you could, could actually probably not get hurt if you do some of these mobility drills as well on the side or, or if one of them was injured, we would help them recover so they could get back on the mats um, and get back into doing what they love. So uh, we just slowly started doing a little bit of it and people started really liking it and actually it was working for them and they found a lot of benefit from doing it so um i think that's how it just kind of started and then now it's in a it's on a much larger scale so it's much more available for everyone so it's easy to access it now isn't it with all the mobility and nutrition stuff yeah yeah absolutely but they definitely weren't doing much of it before <laughs> yeah yeah not yeah. at all Fighters can be when there's a need sometimes it's funny like something might not be there culturally but then if it's yeah. quality and gives results and you can see a need for it um you know it's cool to introduce it and sometimes it's worth that friction right like you've got to sort of uh you got to be able to speak the language or you got to be able to have one foot into each world like they might not have Definitely. listened if someone else came in you know a health coach so hey you should do mobility but yeah. because you got that backstory it's kind of cool Definitely, definitely. I think um, having a big emphasis on it being a bit more of a preventative thing, like you could do all these movements and prevent an injury. And how much better is that than waiting until you're injured and then going through the like rehabilitation 
and then making sure that you don't get injured again. It's just a much longer process. So trying to come to them from that approach, I think was really good as well. Yeah, mm. yeah cool. All right, well, let's talk about monkey motion. So it's kind of what I'm picking up is that was the, the beginnings of the like more holistic side of things. Then you went and brought that across, you've grown HTC and then you, then you created the monkey motion challenges off the back of that, which is something separate and a little bit different again. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I got that right, but maybe if you could talk about that and how that started and why, why you did that and how it's sort of going and, and what, what it's like. You know, absolutely. Um, it was kind of, yeah, exactly that. That was the timeline of Spuds with the mission. We really pushed for monkey motion for a little bit. That became kind of like our, our main business and drive where we're just figuring things out. And then HTC came along with a good opportunity and we've spent the last two years really learning a lot about business and how to grow a gym and things like that. And now we're putting a bit more energy back into monkey motion because we are very passionate about it. And it's really what we're just teaching is what's helped us a lot. So it's, we talk about having three main pillars to optimal health and just optimal well-being. And for us, that's nutrition, mindset and movement. Um, and whenever we're struggling in life, the more we kind of focus on those three areas, the better our lives get. So that's essentially what we're trying to teach other people. Um, and then, yeah, our challenge is at the moment, our, our main service we provide. And it's it's basically just education around those three things. It's, it's not like a, a normal detoxy challenge. It's just <laughs> cleaning up cleaning up the diet there's like a bit of a movement mobility program involved with it and then on the mindset side of things we we journal and we just practice things like gratitude and trying to be as optimistic as possible with like an online community i think that's where a lot of communities are these days so we just share fun stuff or you know yeah pretty funny so we should just share videos of her doing stuff <laughs> yeah i love yeah. how kind of i like it for inverted commas, have you noticed that? <laughs> with full hands. If you're listening, Kanda's inverted commas with the full hands. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I actually think you know a lot of people have a, you know, I, I mean, I noticed when you guys were speaking about it, um, that idea of it's not like a normal challenge, you know, because I think we probably got hit with a lot of like. I would say sort of junk challenges in like 2015 to 2020. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really cool. I think actually challenges, the way I think of it is like a pattern interrupt of like 30 days of intention and follow through yeah. with some coaches to guide me on something. And I think that I don't, I don't think the word challenge or the idea deserves the rep that it's gotten because any positive, any change you're going to have in life is going to need that pattern interrupt, you know, whether it's marketing, selling in a business, whatever, like it's going to feel like that. And having a container, I think is a really cool idea. What have you found that with that sort of multi-pronged approach in your challenges, especially with the mindset, I suppose, what have you found that some of the breakthroughs that people get over those, um, over those 30 days or, or however long goes? Um, it's always, it's always different. It's always case by case. We get actually quite a lot of uh, repeat customers. So a lot of the 
people in our team that do a challenge, they come back and do another one, sometimes even a third or a fourth one. And I think what we've noticed the most with those people is the very first one they do, the nutrition is normally the biggest kind of eye-opener for them. That's where they get a lot of, um, they see a lot of benefit from the shift in their in their energy levels from day to day, in their immunity, in their gut health, and they really feel those positive effects. So I think that's quite easy for people to keep a few habits of that from because they notice how good they feel. Whereas I notice when those people do a second or a third one, usually they focus a lot more on the mindset side of things. And that's when they get a lot of benefit from the mindset. And we have people having conversations with us about um, how they're doing habit tracking now as they've never done that before, or even using a journal now as they've never done that before. And um, how much it's really just changed their outlook on life or they feel like they have a little bit more direction with what they're doing in life now. And I find it both are super rewarding, but it is interesting. I find that people often don't seem to be as open to the mindset side of things until they've done the second or a third one, but I think they just mm. process a lot of it in the first one. But because uh, mm. I think the nutrition is usually why people generally will do the challenge in the first place. They're like, oh, I need a bit of accountability. I need a bit of a kickstart with my nutrition. I need to get into good health. But then they're exposed to the mindset side of things and they really are interested in it and realise that it can make a big difference in their lives as well. So it's um, some of the stories that we do get, it's, it's incredible and it's why we love it and it's why we keep doing it as well because we notice how much it helps people in their lives and how we see the change in people and like their eyes and their face and their energy levels and how happy they are when they're doing the challenge as well. It really kind of shines through. So it's, it's really rewarding. It's really cool to see. Yeah. Mm. Makes me think that maybe sometimes we need, cause the mindset stuff, cause it's intangible, right? Like mm. it's the same kind of in business. If you, you know, if you start working on business, like there's so much mindset, it's most of it is thought, you know, that's driving the action, but you need to see like some results from marketing or some results from sales or something to get that positive feedback loop spinning. And then, then you can go, okay, yeah, now I, I see my mindset's playing into this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it could be that with nutrition. Maybe I wanted to ask too, wasn't nutrition your entry both of your entry into challenges didn't you do a um zucchini challenge or something Can you talk about that? Yeah, do you, you want to tell that story, we do? story. i want to hear the story again i've, I've heard it once so. <laughs> well this the is zucchini. just for you john just for you um yeah so we this is how it kind of started we were really interested in nutrition so we did a few different detoxes and challenges and Wait, when when was this quick shreds and stuff. Uh, well, we probably like, we were, still, we were still spuds at this point. Probably six years ago, okay. I reckon. Yeah. yeah, it was probably like six Okay, years so ago. you were getting into healthy, you were, you were, you were, we were, very you, were on, you hadn't really done the deep dive yet. Yeah. No, no. no we da dabbled. We've been in and out of different things. So we hadn't learned too much about it ourselves at this stage, which is hence why we thought it was a good idea to do this detox. We did a, um, we actually did a course, it was a strength and conditioning course. And the guy who took it was super jacked. And he was lovely, but we were talking to him and he was saying how, like, what do you do to be so jacked? And he told us about this, uh, this kind of shred detox that you can do. It was a bit of a liver cleanse. So you pick one vegetable and you only eat that vegetable for a day. 
and you're allowed a bit of salt and a bit of pepper and that vegetable and water and that's okay. it. Salt? I can't remember. <laughs> it didn't help. But um, yeah, so we were like, all right, we'll, we'll start with zucchini. And we had, I think, five or seven days to do this. And it was eight, eight days. Was it eight? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Well, day one. Out of all the vegetables, out of all the all the foods, why did you pick zucchini? I honestly think it was in case we got sick of it because we didn't really eat it anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, zucchini, we thought it'd be, we tried to, we even tried to chop it up. We've only just started eating zucchini again this year. Yeah, We've yeah, been we real gun shy. <laughs> one day ruined it. But we've had two meals of zucchini and we tried cutting it, like Khan said, into different shapes so it tasted better or different. And we're putting up the Christmas tree and my dad was sitting in the corner and apparently all we were talking about the whole time was burgers and food and we just didn't stop talking about it. And we had a Christmas function to go to for work that night. So we were there for about 40 minutes and then we left early and we just went to Poncho Villa and got a buffet and we gave up. It wasn't even a whole day through the detox yet. We were like, this is awful. No one can last through this whole thing. So we've had many failed attempts. Pretty pathetic. <laughs> but we did so many things like this, though, just not having any education behind it. And none of them were working for us. And we were just like, this is just you feel like you're hitting your head against the wall. You can't get traction. None of these are maintainable at all. So that's why we wanted to learn about it. And that's why we were so passionate to make something and offer it to people that we knew would actually be good and that they would enjoy and they'd be able to stick to. So not a zucchini diet. <laughs> but that, that's not what you do for your clients on the money. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they would they would tell us to stick it, I reckon, anyway. <laughs> I think I think that yeah I think it's it's interesting though right because there's so many things that are quite prescriptive out there as well like you know um, very uh, very specific on what you can have and what you can't have and yes. rather than say descriptive you know like educating and talking about the concepts and then allowing people choice within those but mm. uh you know, it's it's interesting to hear how you had that experience and then opened it up a little bit more and changed it and brought it into what you do. Uh, do you what what's the biggest challenge for people when they go through something like this as a as kind of a reset thing that you notice? Uh, it's definitely the the consistency. We we find people start to fall off the bandwagon in about two weeks. Halfway point. Halfway really? point is usually pretty tricky, um, and then. And obviously like the social factor because what we're trying to teach the challenge for us is like a little bit more strict to what you'd want to maintain as a just general lifestyle it's still pretty close to what people should be able to maintain we don't want to we, we understand that life happens and like social events happen and it's fun to have like you know a slice of pizza every now and then or, or a glass of wine but it, it's kind of just a bit of a reset and then i think when people don't plan ahead for social events, that that's definitely the biggest downfall. Social events is, is what really, really people find tricky, I think. Or breaking a habit, I find like... Um, like old habits coming back in. Fully, like if someone has the habit of sitting down with their partner every Friday night and having a wine and talking about their week or something, like breaking that habit, I think that's always the hardest part. And that's where the mindset side comes into it a lot with nutrition because a lot of nutrition is just habit creation as well so yeah, the reward's too strong for us. 
Yeah. So, so, so do you, do you recommend, you recommend no alcohol, is it right? So what, what else is, is what are some of the other recommendations on the 30 days? We, we pretty much just cut out anything that's going to cause um, an inflammatory uh, effect in the body. So it's like no alcohol. We just cut out gluten and dairy, not for like any particular reason other than to see if people, f so they can figure out if they are slightly intolerant to it. Um, so we cut out gluten, dairy, in particular, refined sugars and bad oils. So like canola oil or any homogenized oil is a big no-no. Um, and then we try to teach people around packet foods. Like we just basically say eat real food. If you can pick it, what is it? Pick it, pluck it, catch it. <laughs> you can eat it. If it comes from the soup, yeah. too much packaging, yeah. too much process. Just yeah. avoid that. But if I can, what if I can pluck my or catch my chocolate milk off the, off the well, then that's yours that's my, my, that's my thing chocolate milk <laughs> but you can get the organic stuff now and yeah. so there's yes there's there's the sugar but man like after training or something i just can't go past it it's the best so yeah. i'm interested um if anyone's listening because there'll be people who have gyms i speak to them people all the time who have gyms who have other things that they're doing trainers this kind of stuff you know what it's what we call a continuity side of the business so your members pay you they invest in the gym to be coached at let's say htc and then you've done this challenge separate so it's a different uh business from what i can tell but you could a, a business could run it a challenge alongside it as well right as part of the community um but a personal trainer or yoga studio anyone who has that continuity kind of thing going maybe they're thinking about running a challenge off the side you 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 guys aren't just doing it once you're doing it um multi, like consistently four times a year is it yeah yes yeah so my question is um can you just speak on it in terms of the business side you know do you find it worth it is it growing what are your thoughts about it how have you found that difference between every once in a while having a, you know, a program that's only running for a certain period and selling, basically selling that program versus then you've got that gym that's sitting there sort of ticking away as a slightly different feel, you know what I mean? Um, that's a really, I like that question. Um, I find that with the challenges, I find them definitely worth it. For us, it's, it's a massive thing for our community as well. I think like there's a lot of excitement around the time that we do run a challenge and we hear a lot of the um, clients in the gym talking to each other about, are you doing the challenge and the challenge starts soon. And then when they're actually on it, they're sharing their supper stories or successes with each other and, recipe uh, and well. recipe sharing. And so it's a really fun, inclusive environment and I don't feel like it would be as hyped up if it was an ongoing thing because it's like yeah every now and then it's um it's like an exciting event that's kind of happening at the time uh so for us I find that super rewarding from the business side of things a lot of work goes behind the scenes into the challenge as well so having that break in between each challenge gives us heaps of time to reflect and refine um, things and add things in that maybe didn't go as smooth or as well in the previous one that we want to fix or upgrade for the next one. So having that time to address those things and to add to it and to help it grow, I also find really valuable. Um, 
one thing that we have discussed and we've discussed with you too, John, is we probably want something else in between the challenges though, similar to a gym sort of membership or just having something else to offer people during that time so that, yeah. so that we can continue to help rather than just four times a year pretty much. But that, so that's what we're kind of working on at the moment, yeah. Yeah, without breaking that, uh, without breaking that rhythm, right? Like you don't want it to be, yeah. to be monotonous between the two, but you want something to support. Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure. And do you do you run the challenge? Obviously, this you're you're based in Tasmania, and there's you got the community and stuff happening, which is really cool, and I love that. Do you do you run this online though? Like, if people are in New Zealand or whatever, they can do the challenge or is that part of the plan? That's the idea, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're aiming to make it as as automated as, as possible. And we're going to integrate a bit of a, um, like a system similar to that, what you'd see as, as like a, a martial arts grading system as well. So like offering more education and kind of that next step or that next level for people that do repeat challenges so that they're constantly growing each one that they do. Yeah like uh levels yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly level up version of it so they could even run in between each other or something so they could end up working working a bit staggered like that couldn't they but we do um this year is going to be the first one that we do because uh, we do an initial workshop before the challenge kind of kicks off we just run through everything and make sure everyone feels comfortable answer any questions um, get them to do a few activities just to help set themselves up ready for what's ahead for the next 30 days and this year is going to be the first time we do that face to face um right yeah so we're really excited for that but for people that aren't in tassie uh we would always just zoom through or call through so they're still a part of it anyway so um yeah so we're excited for that that'll be a little bit different but the rest of it is online so it's fully accessible to everyone wherever they are and it works well like that because people often travel around as well or they might go away for the weekend so it helps yeah so take us through just quickly some of the bits and pieces like what do i do if i'm in the challenge do i meet with you are there calls do i just do my own thing on the side like how does it sort of run so we kind of run like just a, a community on a facebook group that may change but we're probably just going to stick with that for now because it's where everyone spends a lot of time um you get a journal so a part of the journal just has like a run through of what the what what's ahead for the day and has some of those prompting mindset questions about what you're grateful for or what you're going to do or achieve that day and then in the afternoon some lessons we're just trying to build the habit of writing and reflecting every morning and night um, and then a part of that's just writing down what you did eat and consume um, nutritionally throughout the day too because a lot of the time it's good to just get that out and kind of look at how much food you are consuming and what you're consuming um, we have a movement uh, program so people can do movement on top of their training um, and we just a part of the challenge is we say you've got to move every day so if that's someone that just doesn't move at all you have to go for a walk or you've got to do something just small um, but if you're like an athlete in your training it's just adding in that extra mobility to help uh, recover a little bit better and get those joints moving more um, and then on top of that 
in the group, we really encourage everyone to share, which is awesome. People share lots of recipes or photos of just like mid challenge challenges we do, like going for a cold water swim or something like that. Mm. Um, and then every day there's a, a video posted within the group and it's just education around what's happening. So for instance, it might be an, a video on gluten and why we're cutting it out, why some people are intolerant, why it can be hard or difficult to um, digest for some people and that's why we're cutting it out. So just like different educational videos each day as well. It's pretty simple, yeah. but there's a fair bit going on. Yeah. We also, on the nutrition side of things, we give people... Um, a personalized nutrition program and we help them kind of calculate how to make it personalized themselves a little bit so they then have the tools to be able to do it without us afterwards so they know how to pick out what foods are right for them at what time in their life and we give people um, a few recipe books and stuff as well so they've got a bit of a guide of things to follow uh, so yeah we we try to give as many tools as we can so people can just kind of keep practicing um without us as much really as well hey yeah yeah one of the best things about it is doing it with a group of people like when you're suffering you're like i really want a glass of wine or that pizza looks delicious just knowing that there's a group of people that are, have committed to do the 30 days with you is is an easier way to have that willpower to say no yeah yeah, yeah. okay cool uh my other question before i ask you something specifically can do you allow coffee on this challenge still, or do you take that away from people? Yes. One a day, one a day. I fought one for a uh, <laughs> One a day. We did do, we have done them before with no coffee. And um, yeah, it wasn't a good idea. Nikki was, I was Nikki miserable. Was <laughs> yeah. We drink yeah. about three get, to four a day. So, you know, that's cutting back. A that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It should be a percentage reduction. So if you have two, you go to one. And if you have four, you go to two or 2.5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Because the amount of pain will be similar, right? Of, exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I have a question, uh, Khan, and this would be relevant to both of you, I know, but only going off the back of you mentioning having done the martial arts since two years old when I'm, you know, probably before you could speak, right? Um, but, you know, you talked about consistency being something that's really important for people to, to learn as a kind of a skill and a, a mindset. And you see this pop up in the challenges. I'm interested in if you could talk a little bit about the martial arts journey, because from the outside, you there's a lot of discipline I mean, this is what i see right a lot of discipline i did karate when i was like little tiny kid like five but only till i was about eight or something that i stopped um so i have no real i'm not well versed but from the outside i know people who do a lot of martial arts what i can see is a lot of discipline a lot of consistency uh high tolerance for pain and you know a lot of structure and a lot of it's like a it's like someone who grows up swimming competitively right it's just like that following that black line every day twice a day um but could you talk a little bit about your mindset to training and how you see this stuff relative to i guess coming into these challenges and teaching consistency but like are you are you aware of the way that you see the world from doing so much martial arts is that something that you think about Oh yeah, for sure. It's um, it's like why 
one of the main reasons why I do it. And when people ask, oh, like I've got a pretty bad black eye at the moment and I've got a cut in my eye. I can see that. Yeah. He doesn't normally look like that. It's just a tra training <laughs> accident, but um, you know, like I'm, I'm constantly suffering inju injuries and, and, and when people just don't re really get it, um, that's one of the main reasons I'll say is, is because of the lessons it does teach you in regard to your own psychology and, and knowing yourself. And I've, I've really found for myself and, and all that I've achieved um, has come down to just having a good self-awareness. And I like 80% of that also that I'm passionate about it, but 80% of it's from, from martial arts, you know, like you really have to dissolve your ego in, in a lot of ways with martial arts, you get beaten up or um, you learn hard lessons and, it's hard you suffer a lot and then when you compete on the other state on the other side of things you know like if you lose it's it's a it's a good mental battle it's a good challenge to try and overcome that and just learning to accept big defeats like that and plus there's a there's a lot of risk that comes with it and to be able to just stick to something that is hard and challenging and, and when you can overcome an injury and then get back into training and overcome another injury and get back into training and then you know lose a fight and it's there's a lot of there's a lot of ups and there's a lot of ups uh, and downs, but um, yeah, martial arts absolutely teaches you a lot of self-awareness. And I find that really helps to navigate the world and navigate your own mind. And then like things like consistency become much easier because you have a better understanding of who you are and, and your own, your own personality essentially. Yeah. And do you find that for both, cause I know Nick, you do a lot of training as well at a high level. Does that, for both of you, does that mindset come into running the business as well, whether it's HCC or the challenges, you know, because small business and, and doing this kind of stuff is not easy. No. And there's probably times when you want to stop and quit and do something else so you get beat up, so to speak. Um, yeah, does it play into that or is that something that you develop separately or maybe just speak on that a little bit? Oh, for me, for sure. I think the amount of resilience that you, you develop from martial arts, um, you need that in business. You need that persistence. You need that resilience. You need that ability to tackle challenges and overcome things when like business, there's, and it's like life as well. Things are always going to be going wrong, but our ability to overcome those problems and challenges and, and find solutions and, and get to the other side of the, of the hill is, is, for me, how successful you'll be, really. I definitely awesome. um, agree with Khan on that as well. I find that, like, when you're when you're training, if there's a movement that you really are struggling to understand or to get, or um, maybe you didn't do a workout as well as you wanted to, or get a lift as well as you wanted to, then you have to kind of just like put that aside and think, okay, how can I learn to actually get better or how can I scale this back and overcome it a little bit? And it's the same sort of thing in business. If something goes wrong, rather than freaking out and putting your head in the sand, just thinking, okay, well, that's what's happened. How can we fix it? How can we go about it? So I think they both definitely, they definitely help each other in that sense. And training on the other hand as well, definitely just helps me have a clearer mind when I do go in to do business. So um they both definitely help each other in a lot of ways so yeah yeah very similar the kind of the concept comes to mind is like it only stops working if you stop working you know what i mean yeah. like it like you might hit a challenge but it can still be working 
as we work through the challenge, it just might not look like it's working yet because we're waiting for the solution to pop through. But we know one thing, it's when we stop working, we know it's not going to work. Like that's the only thing that we can really do to really screw it up is to, to quit or to walk away from something. And um, sounds like both of that, that comes through a little bit for both of you. I mean, it's easier said than done though, right? It's not always easy in the moment. Probably I would imagine with the martial arts too, like easy to talk about it, you know? Yeah. 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 You see for everyone. (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And so how long has this been going both HTC and the monkey motion challenges now? Uh, HCC for us has been almost two years. November will be two years. Yeah. And Monkey Motion has been like our kind of PT business for since we've known each other, so five years. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So what are the plans? What's coming up uh, this year and next year? What are you excited about with both of them? I love I love the plans. <laughs> I'm planning man. Yeah. Oh. He's all for a plan. So with HDC, uh, next steps 300 members. Um, then we're going to look at ways we can, well, we kind of are already, but ways we can uh, increase the value per member. Um, yep. We're going to start, which we kind of have a fight brand. So um, shin pads, boxing gloves, the lot basically. Um, HDC really- brand it's, or a yeah, different brand? It's called hybrid fightwear. So going off the same kind of thing, yeah. but it's it's a different it's different branding. Um, and then we're gonna potentially do a show. So it's gonna that, that'll be called hybrid fight league. Um, so we're gonna similar to one FC, actually, we're gonna run like kickboxing, uh, MMA, super grappling matches. There's no showdown in Hobart too, where, where we're positioned. So that's good, not having any competition um and then for monkey motion we're going to take that as that's our that's like our long-term thing we're going to take that as as far as we can we just started a podcast which is cool it's heaps of fun just been fun bagging each other out um <laughs> talking about what we're passionate about do the challenges um we want to eventually one day uh create an app where people get access to programming and communities and a big thing for us is education so like kind of somehow situate ourselves so it's a platform where people can um, like organize courses or share content or share um, small courses, organize workshops, things like that. Um, so that's kind of like big picture. Yeah. Oh, and, cool. our, and our own supplement brand eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. That's what, what we were talking about before we started recording, right? Are you you're gonna you're gonna do it? You've got a few. I don't know if you're gonna talk about that. If you want to talk about that or not, you're gonna test it a little bit, or you what do you what do you thinking with the supplements? Yeah. So um, we've got some just basically supplements that we have every day, uh, and that we always recommend to people anyway. So uh, maybe just a a collagen, a bone broth, um, and we've got some curcumin, some a fish oil or it's just a omega blend sort of supplement. And this is why you're a genius, John, because we were, last time we were doing a call with John, we're like, we want to get a supplement going. We have no idea what to do. And, and you were just like, should just start wholesaling and just start selling it. <laughs> Shit, yeah, now we've got boxes everywhere. <laughs> You're like four boxes here. <laughs> yeah. What, what collagen do you have out of interest? Uh, what, we, what collagen do you do? We have, I always say wrong, but... Uh, Lukaku, Lukaku collagen. Okay. Yeah, I always say it wrong, but that's the one we normally go for. 
and the bone broth we go for um both uh what is it broth of the bone best of the bone bone broth. broth of the bone isn't it? i think it's best of the, i can't remember and it's um a healing mushroom Powder? no it's a it's a liquid so it's like a yeah. concentrate and it's it's amazing it's got lion's mane reishi and shiitake in it um on top of steak oh. we put it on everything so good everything it's so good if you ever come up at the right time, uh, I do a, a mean kingfish fish broth. Whoa. Apologies for the listeners if you're not into broth, but the kingfish, basically when you get the fish, you take the, it allows you to eat the whole fish, obviously, because you, you, once you take the meat off, you've got this, depending on the fish, like a pretty big skeleton and head. But if you broth the whole thing, then you get the thyroid from within inside the head. You get all the collagen. Like it's super, super powerful um, recovery oh, one as well. That sounds awesome. I've never made a fish one. We often do a beef one with like bone yeah, marrow yeah. and love that. But I've never done a fish one. Yeah. Have to oh, do yeah, it's good. Or better, we'll it's pretty come mild. Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Thank you so much for sharing both sides of the business. I think for people listening, uh, have a look, but you know, what you, what you've done, having an established business that's running, that's stabilized. I think that's the important thing. You didn't launch the monkey motion challenges when HCC was at 35 members, right? It was like, you got the plate spinning, so to speak, and then added another one when you have that capacity is a different sort of feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to add on either of them or, or talk about? I don't think so. No, not really. Not that I can, not that pops to mind. Yeah. The other thing we didn't touch on, which I think is cool is, you know, we've talked about together and cause a little bit is this idea of world building and, and bringing out, because you're in Tasmania and uh, I think it's, you know, I'm in Newcastle, which is not like a huge city or anything, but we were in Melbourne and there's definitely like a kind of like a Renaissance romantic period coming through, which is like, Oh, I'd love to be in Tassie. I'd love to be in New Zealand or, you know, this, this vibe of like not being in the thick of the cities for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think it's really cool when you get to see that side of your world come through on the Instagram or I'm not sure how you could do it on the podcast, but I think that's something cool as well. It's yeah. definitely a beautiful place. We're extremely lucky. It's um, yeah, it's cold, but it's, yeah, it's beautiful. And like 10 minute drive, we can be in just complete bush. Or at the beach yeah. or in the city. Yeah, <laughs> or at our close. friend's house yeah. <laughs> everything's 10 minutes <laughs> it's awesome yeah yeah oh it's beautiful i've been there once and looking forward to going back yeah okay well that's it for today thank you for sharing your story so far and a little bit of the insights of the business sounds like you're building an empire there which is really cool and for anyone listening uh check out monkey motion on the show notes and you can connect with Nikki and Khan and if you enjoyed the episode send it along to somebody else who might enjoy it and if you 
like the podcast, make sure to subscribe. That's the most helpful thing you can do for us. And that's it. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, John.